Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Welcome to Sharks Across Hollywood. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Highlander, the movie from 1986, directed by a was he a French guy? I well, something like that. I, he, I know he... I looked up the director's name, <laughs> and now I can't remember it for the life of me. He's a not American guy who only directed this movie because apparently it scared him away. Yeah, I can. I, I guess I can see that. I, I can see this being his freshman effort because the uh, the lighting and the cinematography and the sound and everything was kind of shit. I mean, the the story was fun. I, I I enjoy the story of Highlander. I enjoy the idea. But yeah, there were a lot of problems with this movie on a technical level. Yes, e- everything was way <laughs> dark too. Like it it was some scenes were impossible to see what the hell was going on. Okay, and is that just because I have the director's cut, which is probably made from your laser disc that you had? <laughs> <laughs> Because I heard I was listening to the commentary and they and the movie came out in '86, so they were like, "Oh, this is ten years later." So I'm like, "Holy fuck!" They're recording this commentary in '96. '90s. <laughs> okay, and it didn't sound good. Really. Even the commentary sounded weird. I'll have to have you look at the look at the home screen on the DVD so you can see if it's the same thing. Oh yeah, I'll I don't know I'll I'll let you know. I did just have a conversation with somebody yesterday about when laser discs died out. So I had to Google it, and apparently the last they stopped producing like laser disc stuff in 2001 i believe that was in the united states in yeah, japan I, they lived a lot longer I would because laser so. discs laser discs were like uh vhs over there they were they're they were pretty ubiquitous it, my son took a trip to uh, uh tokyo last year and he said dad you would not believe the laser disc shops they have there he, he, he's like it's, ab- it's absolutely ridiculous he said he would have bought me a shit ton of laser discs except uh, uh they're like three pounds each so he didn't have a, he didn't have enough weight left in his baggage to to get him onto the plane for me oh yeah that would make sense i've never been on an international flight i've only driven to canada and i was seven so i didn't drive i just kind of rode with my grandma <laughs> and i got lost in the in the edmonton mall that was about the same age i went i went to tijuana what the fuck <laughs> with my aunt and and got lost in the in the uh market down there run into any vampires no, Damn no, it. nothing. At the, the Titty Twister, did you see the Titty Twister? Well, obviously, we had to visit the Titty okay. Twister. You don't go to Mexico without visiting the Titty Twister. So that's a movie reference, not even remotely related to this movie, except Highlander, for the fact, except for the fact that it, I think it came out in '96. <laughs> <laughs> so my 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 laserdisc looked like it was the exact done in the exact same batch with the vhs version so did you have like widescreen because i did not i, was, I did have wide i screen. was dealing with full screen on it which kind of which i was kind of bummed about the the in, in the commentary they did mention that it's like oh it was in in widescreen for the first time yeah i would have liked to have watched this in widescreen I, it's probably similar i imagine they didn't have a, it's like back to the future they didn't shoot up didn't shoot that movie and in widescreen format because they're like we didn't have enough money so it didn't matter <laughs> we didn't have enough money to kind of fill out the fill out that extra screen space so we just <laughs> shot it in whatever small scale thing they shot it in but uh, i'm i'm trying really hard and failing miserably at coming up with fan theories or like fan fan fiction-esque things for every movie that do, we do. do you feel that you're obligated in some way to do this with every movie because i i have noticed that uh it's a recurring theme i kind of think it's fun oh they're definitely fun i love i love fan <laughs> theories and that sort of thing so hit me hit me with your uh, highlander fan theory 
This one's easy because I didn't have to do my own fan fiction. Have you seen the other movies? Yeah, yeah. I've seen. Well, I've seen two and three. They oh, did. Oh God, it. I think I. I think I watched the one with the. Uh, that was based off the TV series too. Oh yeah, everyone like after the third one is like that. So it's oh, like well, the, it was the yeah. first one. It was the first one of that batch. Uh, if there were more than End Game or whatever. So there's there's yeah yeah. I think it was end. I think it was End Game. Yeah, there's five fucking Highlander movies. One of them is good. How does how does that? That's really sad actually. Like you you look you look at you look at the six and a half <laughs> Rocky like Hellraiser movies. movies. Yeah, right. But you look at the six and a half Rocky movies, and one of them might not be great but then it's still okay i don't know i never watched the rocky sequels i only i've only ever seen rocky well there you go folks we're gonna we're gonna get there too (laughs) oh man challenge accepted okay highlander 2 is essentially fan fiction yeah that's that sounds about right (laughs) i i my favorite and least favorite part about the first movie is that you know nothing about anything really you just kind of have to accept the fact that it is like yeah. Highlanders exist and they just do. And I'm like, that's awesome, but oh, infuriating because I want to know why and how, but then I don't actually want to know why and how. Maybe then, I do. Then two came out and it was like, here's why and how. I'm like, never mind. Never mind. We can. <laughs> but then they released like, th- it's like Blade, Run- Blade Runner. They released like three or four cuts of that same movie. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we can make a salvageable film out of this. And they couldn't. <laughs> like you know what it's so bad it's retarded we can i think i, th- I think the, dis- <laughs> the 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 thing that disturbs me most about highlander 2 in retrospect because i never really paid too much attention to anything beyond the action when i was a kid watching these movies and the thing that's the most disturbing about highlander 2 is at the end of highlander 1 he literally knows everything and so and and the whole point is now he can make the world a better place because of the things he's done and yet it still turns into a post-apocalyptic shithole by the time he's, you know, in his 80s or whatever. Yeah, he is because he, he fucked in, up. In 2012 or whenever the hell that movie was based. It was like 97 or some shit. I don't know. No, it was, it, was in, it was in the 21st century somewhere, I think. No, it was definitely in the 21st century. Yeah. It, um, I don't know what year it was based in the 21st century. He seemed pretty old in it. He actually seemed older. I just saw Christopher Lambert in Hail Caesar last weekend. I mean, I've seen Hail Caesar before this, but I just noticed that he that it was him in it. And oh, I was really? I was like, oh, shit. You know, he doesn't look as old as he did in, in the makeup in Highlander 2. That old person makeup is really weird. How about the cartoon show? Did you know there was a cartoon show? No. <laughs> what an appropriate children's cartoon. These guys are going around time severing each other's heads. Okay, it does take place in the future, but it's supposed to be in the same timeline as the first movie, but there's still a bunch of immortals running around. So, like, obviously these people just don't pay attention to what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm like, which, but which timeline does it does it like take place like after the first one in the future of the first movie or does it do we get the first one the third one that ignores the second one well the third one ignored <laughs> the first one too because in the in the first one in the first one he is the last one but there it's explained away that Mario Van Peebles who is not as cool as Clancy Brown let's uh no not even close <laughs> I'm, I'm right sorry <laughs> I I, I love Mario Van Peebles occasionally, but that was not one of his better movies. No, but they, they explain that he the reason he didn't make it to the gathering, his cane or whatever his name is, was because he was buried. Yeah, so but he was still alive. He disqualified so himself. For he should he should still have, you know, Connor McLeod should still have been like, I feel the call somewhere in the universe. Oh shit, that was good. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, right? So I don't know, but they they do try to explain it away in, in a in a not. Good I just movie. recall it's been. I haven't seen it since the nineties. <laughs> I just recall it being really poorly explained, and me just going bullshit. 
Exactly. And, and it's also boring. Like, they tried really hard to make it more like the first one, which I appreciate, but then, like, they failed by making it not good. Well, once you've... I, <sighs> that's, the, that's the tough thing about it, is once you've completely lost me in terms of suspension of disbelief, you can't really win me back after that. Yeah, we were already aliens on Zeist or some shit, and yeah, they were aliens. And then, oh, one of, one of the edits of the movie was that it was in the past, in a distant past. And they and got what was set, in the past? They cut out the alien stuff. They're not from a different planet. They're from a time way, way in the past where there's still space rocket ships and stuff laying on the ground. And I don't know. It was a poor decision it's in the first place. It's been a long time since I watched Highlander 2. I have that on Laserdisc as well. I'll have to give that a watch now. And I thought it was going to be cool because Michael Ironside is the bad guy. And I love him. I He's hammy my, and weird. I do weird love Michael Ironside. And, and if you can believe it... Okay. The last fight in the first movie, the last sword duel thing was... Pretty good, but the rest yeah. of the sword fights in the movie aren't very good. No, they're not. <laughs> they're 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 especially the training montages are really bad. You can tell Karate Kid came out two years earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to like. They're they're you such, need a montage. Such polar opposite fucking movies, but like that's it, the boat thing. Mister Miyagi had Daniel yep. on the end of a boat. Yep. And, he, and I the whole time I'm thinking about it, just huh. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was supremely strange of them to cast Christopher Lambert with his and 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 no disrespect to anybody who speaks English as their second language especially as well as Christopher Lambert does cuz he speaks it perfectly but with his weird Swedish accent and then to cast him opposite Sean Connery I was going to bring this up too so <laughs> who is a literal Scottish person and then nope he's Egyptian for some reason, with a with a Spanish name, which was just all kinds of weird. That's one of those things where a prequel would come in handy for. <laughs> so you just kind of you just kind of have to assume that he has just run around the world for however many hundreds of years, and then just kind of picked up those little things all over the place. He he made his way from Egypt to Spain and picked up a Scottish accent along the way. <laughs> Why not? Also, Christopher Lambert is from France. Is he? Yeah. I thought he was Swedish. He uh, he was born in America, and apparently his family moved to France when they were two, because his dad was a, like an American ambassador or something. Oh. Yeah. And well, then, he has a very, he has that very odd accent. For some reason, I always thought he was Swedish. Actually, in Highlander, I believe he couldn't really speak English. They taught him how to speak English for the movie, and he learned like as they were doing the ADR dubbing. That's an artistic choice. <laughs> <laughs> and then his weird English accent, they kind of they kind of explain it away now by going like, "Well, what would a, what would a person sound like who's been around for hundreds of years and lived all over the world?" And I'm like, "All right." And then he says it. The guy's like, "Where are you from, Nash?" Right? And then he's like, "Lots of different places." In his cool voice, "Lots of different places." Yeah, that one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Speaking about the accent, it comes back to something that I felt very strongly while watching this movie. The scene where he first meets, what's her name, Brenda or Barbara? Brenda, yeah. Brenda. The scene where he first meets Brenda in the bar and he, and he says, I'd like to walk you home. <laughs> so creepy, right? And he already sounds like half a Peter Laurie to begin with, you <laughs> <Shit>. know? <laughs> and he's this stranger just approaching this woman in the bar. Is it any wonder she wasn't having it? I was going to say, at least at first she was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go see you later then he of course he had to, has to sneak out of an alien grabber yeah not creepy at yeah, all no in no way super creepy also all these guys he's supposed to be the good guy right but he's still engaged in a tournament that we're kind of supposed to assume that most of the the ones who all want to fight him are the bad guys but he is still running around chopping people's heads off in the middle 
of parking garages and shit. Which, by the way, the quickening is one of the most inconvenient fucking things ever. Like you, you cut that guy's head off, and then you just have to stand there and fucking get struck by lightning. Well, everything have a weird around you orgasm. explodes. Yeah. yeah, you would think you would think you would think mass acts of destruction like that would 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 get people caught pretty fast. And he does get arrested after the first one. Well, that but, was what was really weird about it. And then they're is, just like, you, you, were, you were fleeing from the scene of a murder. You're not under arrest. See you later. Have fun. Well, but that was the weird <laughs> thing. They, they didn't actually catch him doing anything. So why were, they, why were they so forceful in the apprehension of him when they had no reason to suspect him of anything, aside from the fact that he was driving fast out of a parking garage where there had just been an explosion? I mean, okay, that's enough, re- that's enough reason to suspect somebody, but, they but they're acting like they all. caught him murdering somebody. Yeah, they did not explain it at all. They're just like, we're and just going to ask you questions. And then he just walks out. And, and tell you you were looking for a blowjob, and then you cut the guy's head off. You know, there there was a. It, I thought it was interesting that they start right off with the gay thing because if you think about it, this is a pretty gay movie. The relationship with him and Sean Connery. I mean, some of those scenes were straight out of a gay love story. Them running on the beach. This is the quickening. You know, uh, is that what they call it? That was that was that was a tad gay, and then you know, it's all about dudes sort crossing swords and getting head from each other. There's got to be one, like, Highlander serial killer that just has, like... Well, I guess they're not all Highlanders. You know, immortal serial killer. I get that confused. They just have, <laughs> yeah, just, just has a line of fucking heads on his fucking walls or something. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd have to... Well, that The truth is, that was that was probably... Um, oh, fuck, Kurgan. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's expand this universe. <laughs> I would... Where's Kurgan's... Where's Kurgan's solo movie? That's what I want. Also, the Cold War was still happening around 86, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We were, like... So they, they, they had to make the big evil villain like Russian. of Russian descent. Also. Of course. Like another movie that came out in 84, Karate Kid, uh, and Rocky IV. Oh, yeah, with uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the immortal Dolph Lundgren. I love that guy. I must break you. Jesus. We're already, what is this, nine episode nine or some shit, and we <laughs> have not done a Dolph Lundgren movie, and we haven't even brought him up yet? I'm failing as a fucking action movie dork. Shameful. Shameful. We'll get there. The oh. Punisher almost featured this year at uh, Stinkerfest. Oh damn it! I have that too. Why the fuck didn't I bring that? I forgot. Yeah, mm. I didn't. Ha- that that was the thing. I didn't have a copy, so I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just focus on the ones I have." I didn't even think about it. That would have been perfect. Yeah, because I love that movie. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. It's actually probably my favorite of the three Punisher movies that we've got. <laughs> because I don't know. It has I remember it. In it. I. I I, I recently rewatched the like the first three minutes of it, which was pretty fucking epic, and and I recall it being, you know, delightful as a child. So it probably was terrible. It's it's pretty bad, yeah. but it, it's it's bad in a good way. Oh, well, it that's, really, it that's really the is. hope. That's the hope. Like the other ones take themselves a little too seriously, and this one kind of tries to take itself seriously, but it's still got Dolph Lundgren in it, so we can just giggle because <laughs> he actually looks like a good Punisher, though. I've heard Wars. Uh, is it Warzone? Warzone. I've yeah. heard that's the one. Like that's the really good one. Is Word on the Street. Haven't watched it yet. I own it, but I haven't watched it's it. It's the of most course. Punisher Punisher movie. You know. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't call it good, but if you like, if you like the Punisher being extra violent and punishing people, I do. With I, that's what I want out of a Punisher. There you movie. go. There you go. And I watched the Netflix show, even though this is off topic again. Whatever. It's essentially an espionage show or whatever, and then he he becomes the Punisher. There's 13 episodes. I think he becomes the Punisher the way you think he should be in, like, episode 11. He finally puts on the skull, oh, wow. and he starts killing people. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, that took a really long time. Yeah, that's a slow build. Yeah. 
yeah, the show was, it was pretty good, but goddamn. I guess Netflix can get away with that because they throw the entire series out there in one fell swoop. If if you were if you yeah. if you were doing it as a TV series on a regular network, I think you'd have to have him sued up by the end of the first episode. Yeah, right. They they started doing that with the Power Rangers too. They made all like the the pilot episodes for each season like two episodes not all of them but some of them are two-parters so you get the first part one week and nobody would have their fucking powers and you have to wait until the next saturday to see the power rangers actually be power rangers okay come on that's a kid's <laughs> show you you can't you, you can't cock block a kid like that time goes slower for them yeah i'm like the first episode it happens in like what three minutes that They're week fucking... takes forever <laughs> i know luck lucky for me i never i never had to watch it when i was a kid i only watched power rangers as an adult sue me <laughs> And my interest in cheesy shit like that is definitely helped along by cheesy shit like Highlander and The Punisher. Speaking of cheesy <laughs> shit like Highlander, uh, how about how about Kurgan's modular sword? That thing is so weird, and it looks really heavy. Do you remember? Do you remember? Because I know you, you know you might be young enough that you don't remember this, but in the '80s, modular weaponry was like the most badass shit they did. Every every movie where you had a modular weapon, it was like, oh fuck, here it comes. So when he takes out his sword and starts piecing it together, like as a kid, I was like, oh my god, it's the most incredible sword of all time. As an adult with some understanding of metallurgy, I was thinking that shit would fall apart so goddamn fast. It, <laughs> right? That thing would get two hits in and it would be in pieces. Okay, I swear the first time I ever watched this i must have been like in my early 20s and i fucking i said the same thing i'm like how is that thing not just <laughs> crumbling apart every time he swings it at something and then he's got the same sword back in the 1500s we can well so are we to assume he he it, like he's been using a modular <laughs> sword since the middle ages with little switchblade hilt spikes but we never see him assemble the sword so maybe he just made a fancy new sword maybe i don't know but it is <laughs> it, it it does bear a striking resemblance well connor had the same sword yeah but connor's actually was a two thousand year old sword well yeah, yeah okay the math on that didn't really work out for me either okay did you did you catch this moment the moment where she uh, was talking about when the swords were made like that and shit? no no the moment where juan sanchez ramirez <laughs> played by the great latino actor sean connery was saying he said he he said like i'm 400 and something years old been married three times and so and so's father made this for me in 600 bc doesn't quite add up well yeah because he connor was he said something about being born in the 1500s somewhere huh yeah because the movie took place in or those scenes took place in the 1500s yeah. and ramirez says he's in the he's in his 400s but that he got this sword it was specially made for him in 600 bc uh let's just say he's been alive so long he just lost track of time it's like you, you skip birthdays at some point when you when you're immortal and they just keep on going i yeah okay i suppose <laughs> Another I mean, I know thing. he would have had to have been over 2,000 years old in order to have gotten that sword in 600 BC. I feel like I would have remembered if he'd said I was, I, I'm 2,400 years old, but I don't think that's what he said. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Listeners, feel free to send us hate <laughs> mail and tell me what a douche I am for having misheard Sir Sean Connery. That's what it sounded like to me. We can mishear Sean Connery. He talked about how great it was to punch women at one point, so I'm not, I don't really feel sorry for the guy. <laughs> On a national talk show. Smart guy. <laughs> Yay, domestic violence. Yay for, you know, and I guess he played the right character in James Bond, who was actually kind of a bigger Yeah, kind the, of a douchebag misogynist. Yeah. Worse in the books, apparently. 
yeah, the, the first book literally ends with the line, the bitch is dead, talking about the woman he loved in the book. Ian Fleming is a f- monster, maybe, a little bit. <laughs> if nothing else, he's kind of a dick, but is he dead? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could always <laughs> you could always try and argue that he was trying to convince himself that he didn't care. I don't know. I think that that's what they went for in the movie. I do love a good gear up scene, though. So every time that fucking part with the sword happens, I get a little excited. <laughs> Where he's assembling the sword. Up. Yeah, we'll be watching something. Me and Rachel will be, and she'll. I'll be like, "Holy shit! It's it's the fucking gear up scene." That's why I like zombie movies because there's always always yeah. always a gear up scene in there. Yeah, that's true. And she just looks at me and she's like, "There you go. Watch it. Have fun." <laughs> I'm like I will. I will I will always have fun. I I, I love it. I, I I don't know why. They're just so fucking cool. Like gear up scenes and montages set to awesome 80s music. You need a montage. Now Ghost has at the time of this recording. Wait, I'm sorry. How did we get on Ghost? They they just released a song called Dance Macabre and it sounds like an 80s montage song. It's great. Who's Ghost? They're a rock band. They won a Grammy, like, last year or something for a Best Metal Performance. Think I give a damn about a Grammy? No! Half of you critics can't even stomach me, let alone stand me. <laughs> was that Was that some nice uh, Eminem? Yep. We're white. Super white, yeah. <laughs> we never bleached our hair, though. Well, should, I never this bleached be, my this, hair. This should, be, this should be called Great White Sharks Across Hollywood. <laughs> I don't play golf, though, so I'm not that white. <laughs> my mom plays golf. You're descended from golfers. Well, she didn't play golf until I'm I was descended like from 25. Irish, so same thing. Yeah, right. Didn't the Scottish people invented golf? Yeah, and the Irish people stole hate it. Scottish people, so you know we're Norwegian. How come there's no Norwegian Highlanders because they're not from the Scottish Highlands? That's why. That would, that would be my first guess. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that 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 gets super confusing about every. F- what do they call that- What do they call Norwegian? immortals longboaters <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah see that's that's the thing because you go like oh they're all highlanders it's like no he's a highlander because he's from scotland yeah they're immortals except okay they i guess they did tackle it once there was a spin-off tv show to the long-running actual tv show of the highlander you knew that existed right i did know that the tv show existed yeah. i did not know that that there was a cartoon there was there's a cartoon and then there was a spin-off from the live action show on the usa okay Network. so it's a spin-off of a spin-off yeah and right. it was it starred the woman highlander chick oh called, I, i'm not, i was not aware of this of the woman immortal sorry sorry jesus was it called uh, longboater it was called the raven the raven no i've never seen that i have never seen it but i do vaguely remember sitting with my mom and my sister watching the episode of highlander where they find out that she's a female immortal which isn't supposed to be a thing in the in that universe i i would be willing to bet that that's the reason that we haven't heard of the show was because 90s misogyny was not ready to cave on that one i don't think it did well they were like no way, man. No female immortals. The whole point of being immortal is you don't got to deal with women, man. Did you hear they were, they've were they been trying to remake this movie for like 10 years or so? Oh, great. That's what we need. <laughs> a, a more middle-of-the-road version of Highlander. Oh, my God. Like, I want it, but I don't want it. I don't want it at all. The only, the only way I will accept it is if Sean Connery comes back and plays the Highlander. You know what? I, I kept on going like, hmm, since we have, we had a Scottish guy... And he, and he sword fights just as bad as he did, or worse, because he's older now. Apparently, he did not want to learn the choreographies, which is why his fucking <laughs> that sword ex- fighting was not That would explain good. why his sword fighting was such shit. He got paid six figures to show up for seven days. Which yeah, was, that, sounds like, that sounds like Connery. Which is probably a third of the movie's budget in the first place. It, to judge by looking at it, yes. <laughs> oh, also, do, do you know anything about that opening monologue? No. 
I know it was him. Yeah. You know where he recorded it? His car? In his bathroom. Because he couldn't be bothered to fly out to an ADR stage to to record it. Oh, you gotta love the just don't give a fuck. Of 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 a guy who's that famous that he can just be like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he did it like on a shitty tape recorder too. Yeah, yeah. Because apparently the sound engineer he was supposed to be there a day earlier, but he got delayed or something. <laughs> but the best part about it is that it works so much better having been recorded in the bathroom because that echoey quality was just there, and that's that makes it sound way cooler and more like mystical and stuff. But still, fuck Sean Connery for being such a dick. I don't, I don't know. Like, like once it, once it, once dickishness hits a certain level, you kind of got to stand in awe. I mean, like, I don't like people. I don't like people being shitty to other people. But at the same time, when someone just doesn't give a fuck that much, it's impressive. He just got done fucking like punching his wife. He's like, I gotta go record this shit in <laughs> in my Scottish Spanish voice. Ooh, I have notes. Did you did you recognize any of the fucking wrestlers at the beginning of the movie? <laughs> I was gonna throw that one to you because I figured you did, and I also was wondering what is your take on why the hell they opened with a wrestling match? What was the was that just to cash in on the popularity of wrestling and try and get people stoked about it from the beginning i mean i don't know what what was the point of that it seems so <laughs> nonsensical somehow i doubt that part so apparently originally it was supposed to be a hockey game but the nhl wouldn't give them the rights to use a hockey game because the idea is that well that don't they end at a hockey rink like isn't the final match actually on the ice of a hockey rink isn't that what silver cup was well maybe i don't know it looked it look, looked like a big empty warehouse because that's what eighties the eighties movies had. I thought it was like an ice rink for some reason. Maybe I don't know. Now we now we have to I do could some be research. Wrong. I, I, Tell us, I everybody. could very easily be wrong about that. <laughs> but but now that you say that they wanted it to open in a hockey game, it would have made more sense if they opened on a hockey game and then ended in what looked like an abandoned ice rink. Yeah, that is so fucking weird. Maybe yeah, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> do a little more research on that but yeah apparently the nhl said we don't want you to show our sport like it you know they, we don't want you to make it make it seem violent because the idea is that he's having like all those scottish war flashbacks because of the violence of the sport <laughs> and i'm okay. like hockey in the 80s wait a minute that was that was like peak time for enforcers wasn't it just people that were hired to beat the shit out of people yeah uh that was it that was all i now i don't know anything about hockey i've never like really watched hockey but but i've seen slap shot and that's exactly what the hansen brothers were for the only time <laughs> hockey has ever engaged me it's always been about violence See, right? And we just watched The Mighty Ducks the other day. Yes. Okay, all right. I <laughs> I take that back. I did watch The Mighty Ducks. That's a hockey memory I keep forgetting I have. You don't need to remember it. I like the movie, <laughs> but I can definitely see why people would be like, this movie sucks, Like, because it kind of does. But that's okay. But yeah. Well, it's a kid's movie made by Disney. It's it, They all kind of suck. You know what makes that movie good to me, though? The score is actually fucking fantastic. It oh. makes the entire thing. Everything is made so much more epic because that score is so good. Speaking of so which, uh, why did they decide to go exclusively with Queen for the soundtrack to this movie? I, I don't think there was a single non-Queen song played at any point during the movie. Okay, we'll get we'll get back to the we'll get back to the wrestlers in a minute because I know the answer to this too. I've been paying a lot of attention and, to and, and, and I and I love Queen. Okay, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love Queen. I 
think the answer is they were like, hey, Queen, do a song for our movie. And Freddie Mercury's like, okay. So he wrote that Princes of the Universe song. Yeah. And then they ended up showing Queen 20 minutes of the movie. And they're like, we like it. We want to write more songs. And it was that easy. And there's like a, a cover of New York, New York, which isn't very good and didn't end up. No, on the, it was terrible. It didn't end up on the on the soundtrack. That was, album a, that was a genuinely bad cover, uh, which which really surprised. All I could think was, was that from like a live album that I missed? Because is that some kind of rare B-side that I never heard? Because it wasn't good. <laughs> no. And for the first time, I noticed that Clancy Brown was singing it in the car. And I'm like, his version's way better. <laughs> Clancy Brown is the one shining star in this movie. He's so bad, he's great. I love it so much, and but knowing what I know about him now, and I keep on forgetting this, all I want him to do is just yell at SpongeBob. He is <laughs> he is Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob, and, and he's so done so nuts. much more amazing work than that. I, I've and only seen him in like what, bad movies. That's no, what you're that's no what joke. you're gonna re- relegate him to. I saw him. you saw him in bad movies. Excuse me. Have you seen a little movie called The Shawshank Redemption? No, I have not. But I've seen Pet Cemetery too. What? And yeah, I know you haven't seen the Shawshank. I know. I the know. highest rated movie on IMDb for twenty, like the life of IMDb. Well, now you're just shaming me, and I feel sad. It's like the it's like the universe. It's the only movie I've met that. Literally every strata of humanity that I've ever dipped my toe into loves. I'm talking extreme, extreme left-wing liberal hippie douches and extreme right-wing conservative douches. He plays a prison warden thing. Everybody, like all the entire (laughs) spectrum, the rich, the poor. I've met the rich. I've met the poor. Everybody loves the Shawshank Redemption. It's like the, the universal connector of movies. And I'm sure I'll love it too when I when I finally watch it. I'm just wondering how you've <laughs> robbed yourself of the experience up to this point. I don't know. And here's my fear here's my fear for you. Here's my fear for you now that I know you haven't seen it. It's going to be like Casablanca in that you're going to watch it and Morgan Freeman's going to come on and do his voiceover and you're going to be like, oh, I remember that from that movie where they parodied it because they parody it in fucking everything. You can't see it and not feel the resonance of those lines in popular culture. And so now you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, oh, I'm familiar with a lot of this just by osmosis. (laughs) And and you're not going to ever really get the Shawshank Redemption experience. Because I remember the first time I saw it, nobody had talked about it when I saw it. It had, um, I, I was living in a very conservative community and I was at my friend's house and his parents had rented it. And his parents were, were very conservative people too, which was uh, unusual that they would let their kids... I mean, granted, he was like six, 17 and I was 15, so I guess it wasn't that unusual. But but in that community, it was a very there was a very conservative attitude towards the R rating. And, and this was one of those rare moments where they were like, yeah, well, you know, we'll just, we'll watch it. And if there's something bad, you will cover your eyes. The movie has <laughs> everything bad in it. It's got prison rape, like Ooh. really, really bad, <laughs> violent prison rape and uh, murder and all, all kinds of negative themes. And yet everybody loves it. Because yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a genuinely great movie. It's one of the it's one of the only movies I've ever seen that can cross those boundaries. Yeah, and I'm I need to watch it soon because I'm actually I 
vaguely know what happens at the end, but every time there's like anything about it, I have to skip it because I don't want to know exactly what happens. Like I'm like, oh, YouTube, these greatest movies and greatest movie endings or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, oh I, fuck, I Shawshank. Definitely, I definitely recommend watching it. I mean, it, it, it's a great movie, even if you know all the twists and turns and stuff. It's still a great movie. Like I've rewatched it probably, oh, probably thirty times. But yeah, it's just like. But have you seen? That was like my that was like my first memorable experience of really? Clancy Brown. Mine was uh, watching him spin a dirt bike tire on a kid's face in Pet Cemetery 2. But you know what? I've never seen the first one, so I suck. It has its moments. It has its moments. I know there's that creepy little kid who's like, Mommy, play with me. That kid, man, what did he grow up into? A psycho from having to play that fucking role. Well, that wasn't the only one he played. He also he did some other stuff, too. What was what was the other what was the other stuff he did? He he did some uh, he played some really dark roles as a little kid. You ever seen The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? I have, and <laughs> Elijah Wood. I like Elijah Wood, and now every time I like look at uh, the Harry Potter kid, I'm like, you're like trying really hard to be Elijah Wood, but you're not quite making it. Maybe it's just because they look similar; they have like a similar face shape. That's just- part that's part of it, but part of it is also that he hasn't been able to break into an adult role. And I, I don't I don't know how you could after that after being Harry Potter. No, you're Harry Potter forever. Because that's what Elijah was had is is he had all the he, he had some great roles as a kid, but then he grew up and he was in like one of the biggest series of all time, Lord of the Rings. And so he has that was what allowed him to really jump into being an adult actor in terms of in terms of getting respect outside of oh he's just a child actor who keep, who kept going which granted is not should not be a dismissive statement it actually it's actually got to be really hard to be able to do that at all but it is kind of a dismissive view to take of people especially when you don't end up a crackhead because yeah. of it as far as i know he's okay i don't know why what the fuck are we talking about harry potter Let's talk about people getting their heads cut off so highlander <laughs> oh the wrestlers by the way were the fabulous Freebirds and uh greg ganya who is Vern ganya's son the owner of the wrestling company that they were filming so i just thought i'd throw that out there okay for the <laughs> wrestling fans and then some other guy was on greg ganya's tag team and i can't remember his name he he, he existed though See what we what we need what we need to get in here is another person who knows wrestling stuff because I can't I can't be like oh great Ganya I love great Ganya because I don't know anything about you you start talking wrestling and I just am like mm-hmm, that's wrestling yay You're like, wrestlers I know that Hulk Hogan is a thing yeah basically I leg yeah. drop red and yellow he ripped his shirt right all of my all of my wrestling all of my wrestling knowledge be pretty much. Before I Met You begins and ends with the the Hulk Hogan cartoon. Rock and wrestling. Rock and wrestling. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even remember the name of it. Oh boy, I've yeah, I've watched a bit of it. Not good. Not good. WWE needs to well, sometimes they need to stop doing the wrestling stuff too cuz that's sometimes awful. But they they can definitely stop their little peripheral side projects, you know, even though some of their movies are fun. <laughs> never never good. Except for 12 Rounds was actually pretty fucking badass. I don't know. Oh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin one. Uh, the Condemned? Yeah, that one, I thought that one was pretty good. I never saw that one. It, was, it yeah. wasn't It was bad. I know they've done other movies. Did The Marine. I know, yeah, I know they did all those all the John Cena and movies. And there's six Marine movies now. Not, not all of them starring John Cena. <laughs> no, one of them. And then the second one had uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. in it. Hmm. And then the other ones all have The Miz. I don't know who that is. I th- did when we watched that pay per view. I don't. I th- he might have been on there. I can't remember. But yeah, I like the. Well, Miz. I'm glad you mentioned it for the fans. Yeah, everybody, all, 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 you all those people, who, all those people who know about that that <laughs> that WrestleMania we watched. Yeah, and they they made a 
three 12 rounds movies. First one's good. Second one had Randy Orton in it. Not good. Boring. Really boring. And it made me sad because mm. I like the first one so much. And then they, they put Dean Ambrose in the third one and I haven't watched it. They threw like, I think, they threw Big Show in a movie called Vendetta with Vince Vaughn. Really? I think it was Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, all, of my, all, all, of my, all of my knowledge of the Big Show comes from the Waterboy. Yep. Back, <laughs> he, he wasn't even the Big Show at that point. He was just the giant. Oh, is that what In he was WCW, called? WCW, yeah. I yeah, I just the scene the scene where yeah, the, the the one scene he's in where he's talking to the fans. Captain Insano. Captain Insano, <laughs> that's right. That when he just starts busting up laughing. <laughs> he's he's I, I I mean I gotta say, wrestlers are not typically known for their acting chops. His laugh was so genuinely hysterical like he like like some like it was like he was in the situation and it really happened it was so convincing <laughs> some of those some of those wrestlers can act they're getting they're getting better the Miz yeah. is actually really good yeah at acting like that that's that's his strength he's a really good wrestler but you put that mic in his hand and it's fucking it's magical it's great <laughs> and his his role is to just make fun of people and then make himself look stupid if he has to, which which he, he can he can do it all. He's he's awesome, and his wife's hot. Kind of like that. Kind of like that uh, that that one troll singer. I can't remember what his name was. Justin Timberlake. No, 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 no. Not no from the, the one trolls? from the one from the wrestle. The, the one from the. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Elias. Yeah. Elias. Yeah, <laughs> that guy was fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, that that that's good. So you have notes in front of you. This is the this is the first time, everybody. He's actually brought notes, and I have notes too. And I keep on forgetting to look at them, so that's why everything's so disjointed and weird. I guess the only the only other thing the only other thing I was going to comment on because I, I actually hit most of my notes already. I th- I think the next time I go on a date, I'm just going to hand the woman a knife and and be like, "My name is Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I was born in 1500 and whatever, and and then stab myself with it, and and then she'll just jump my bones." Okay, that's funny because I wrote that exact same thing down. I'm immortal. Stab me. Let's fuck. <laughs> also, she had she had nice boobs. You see those? If things? they were hers, yes, they were very nice. I, I I'm going to assume they were. I'm well, just, was that scene? Pretend. That scene was all done in silhouette, so it's tough to say. But I had the DVD widescreen. Oh, that's so. true. That's true. You you probably had better resolution than I did. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Any other any other weird notes? Kurgan relying on his same pickup line. For 500 years. Hello, pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happened to Candy? We never saw her again. Candy? The hooker. Oh, the yeah, I felt like something was supposed to happen there. Like, because the way the guy mentions it and the way it's done as a scene, it feels like it was supposed to play out. But ultimately, it's a completely pointless scene. It's just showing Clancy Brown being fucking weird, which he's really good at. I mean, they, they do that shot, you know, of like the close-up on half of his face and then her in the background. I'm Candy. Mrs. Robinson, are you trying you to are. seduce me? You know, like, yeah, it, right? it, it feels like something is supposed to come of that. Like Her head is mounted on a wall somewhere. But, he, but she left but and she told left, the front right. guy that he was into kinky shit. Yeah, so... Uh, Okay, well, there's our... So, yeah, that was, again, the freshman effort of that's, film. That's a whole other movie right there, too. Yeah. Different kind of movie. <laughs> there's the Kurgan spinoff we need. Kurgan and Candy. Speaking of speaking of adult Getting films, kinky. when we get to episode 69, we're going to do Deep Throat. Nice. 
I almost got that on Laserdisc once. Fucking A. I, 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 do, I don't have it on Laserdisc. <laughs> I wish so bad that I had taken advantage. I, I saw it for sale on Laserdisc, and I was like, you know, that's about $5 more than I'm willing to pay. And then it sold, and I was instantly like, why the fuck didn't I go the extra five and buy it? Uh, yeah, that, that, that would have been a good one to say you have. Hey, you bring, you bring a date to your house. It's like, hey, look, deep throat on Laserdisc. I have quite a Laserdisc porn collection. And if she is the right woman, she will be like, <laughs> let's watch that. But it, it, I only want to watch it because it's on Laserdisc. <laughs> that's when that's when I know I've found a keeper. Yeah, right. Rachel barely likes it when I buy a new Blu-ray. So <laughs> she's like, "You're you're subscribed to Horror Pack. You're gonna get four DVDs, four Blu-rays every month. That's gonna be that's so many." I bought seven movies last night on impulse, completely on impulse. I bought yep. I, I bought a four pack of nightmare on elm street movies it was nightmare on elm street 5 freddy's dead new nightmare and jason freddy versus jason nice because I, I already have the other four pack which is one through four and so i needed the second four pack so i bought that and then i was and then i saw um blade runner 2049 and i was like i i have to own that i do i do wish i do wish that for that one they had they had gone with the filmmaker's original intention of not telling anybody Harrison Ford was in it. Yeah, they like to do that. Uh, the Terminator Genesis trailer ruined that huge plot point about John Connor being, spoiler alert, a robot. Oh, they really? In <laughs> yes, the trailer? in the trailer. They put that in, wow. And I'm like, I didn't like the movie Fuck really, but you. that would have been way fucking better if I did not know that was going to happen. Wow, that that would have seriously pissed me off. Oh, man. Because yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed I, and I know I'm in the minority on this one, but I enjoyed Terminator Genesis even though I thought, yeah, it's stupid that it's stupid that Connor suddenly becomes evil out of nowhere. Like that's moronic. And but, then Doctor Who shows up. Ooh, cliffhanger that we're never gonna get a resolution <laughs> to. But I, I actually did have fun with that movie. Although that guy who's in it oh, that fucking guy. Jai boring as fuck Courtney. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> that's his new nickname. The guy who was in Die Hard Five yes. and fucking everything else. Yep. What the hell is he doing? He's he's like the most boring. And action his, star out his there. His wet mop personality keeps on getting him roles. I'm like, I don't understand. You know, it might be the it might be the Keanu Reeves thing. And don't think I'm comparing him to Keanu Reeves, but I'm sure with all your internet browsing, at some point you've heard the theory postulate. I, I believe the first place I heard it, I believe, was crack.com that Keanu Reeves is essentially a blank for us to impose ourselves on. And he allows us to picture ourselves as the hero, which is why he's the perfect action star. What about Bill and Ted, though? Exception well, it to wasn't every an rule. action movie. It wasn't well, an action fair enough. movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And maybe they're going for that, but he is. He's like. He's like the opposite of Keanu Reeves. He's not a. He's not a blank. He's like a void that sucks <laughs> personality out of everything he's in. Like, how do you? How do you get on screen with Amelia Clark and keep it boring? Yeah. Yeah, and like, and he was the probably the worst person to pair with Bruce Willis's 21st century. I don't give a shit about anything at all ever <laughs> again. Attitude. A, Bruce Willis in cashing a paycheck because because he's officially the same way now. Oh yeah, and I'm like, just do something, something good. When you make Die Hard Six, let's make it not suck this time. Oh, let's just not make Die Hard Six. Well, they're doing it. They're doing it. You know, they're doing it. Fuck. I gotta, yeah. I gotta say, there, there is a part of me that wanted to catch Death Wish, but then, like, there's this other part of me that just doesn't want to give Bruce Willis any more of my money. Eli Roth needs to go back to making low-budget horror movies. Did Eli Roth make Death Wish? Yes, he did. That's a departure. That's what I said, and I'm like, it's, it's not going to be good. It's, it's just not gonna. It's not gonna be. <laughs> I think Eli Roth works better as a producer. Yes. He yes. produced, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I, I was wrong once before 
and it could happen anytime. Yeah, every once in a while, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, Eli Roth, he, he produced Green Inferno, didn't he? He directed it. Oh, he did? Yeah. He did direct that, because that was really good. Yeah, but he, he, he really, judging by what I hear from him, he likes directing, but he's like really into producing. That's his big thing. Well, did he direct Death Wish then? Yes, I believe he did. Well, now I'm, now I'm going to look it up so I don't look like a fucking idiot. Because, yeah, Green Inferno was great. And I was like, yeah, this is what this is what he should be doing. You know, whatever got this off the ground. And then whatever he did to support the Cabin Fever remake, he needs to stop doing immediately. Oh, my God. And I never saw that. But I, all I heard was that it's essentially the same movie with all the humor taken out of it. Yeah. All the humor, all the excitement, all... Any kind of fun whatsoever. Now, granted, okay, I couldn't get past 30 minutes in the movie, but when after 30 minutes, I literally don't care about anything that's happening and am bored to tears and praying for someone to die just to make something happen. And then it looks like something is going to happen, and then nothing fucking happens. (laughs) I was just like, you know what? My life is too short for this shit. Yep. I, yeah, I, I skipped it entirely just like Death Wish, and yes, he did direct Death Wish. Okay. I don't know why, but it's because he's a fan of exploitation movies, and of course, the original Death Wish came out and in the 70s when exploitation and violence were just a thing. Thank you, Canon. Canon Group. I fucking love them to death. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo is my favorite documentary ever. It's great. I... It is. It is all oh, about Canon Films, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so Canon Films, they were the ones who, who produced Breaking 2. Yep. We had this conversation a couple of weeks. I don't think we had it on the podcast, but we had this conversation. Holy shit, you know what I accidentally did? Huh. I brought it right back around to Highlander again because Canon handled the distribution rights for the overseas release. What? I did it. <laughs> Look at me go. Way to connect the dots. All right. Accidents. Happy accidents. That was good. I feel fucking cool now. I feel like that was so good we should end on it because you managed you managed to bring it full circle on your own without someone having to say, hey, let's bring it back to to Highlander. So I say we call it. <laughs> okay, one one more thing before we call it. Did you know, did you, re, did you notice at the end? Okay, everybody's like in Scotland is calling him a fucking devil after he got stabbed and came back to life. Right. So at the end of the movie at, and the last quickening, there were all those little cartoon demons floating around him. Yeah. <laughs> so no so explanation did, did the director just go the, like maybe it was the devil hmm. well there you go guys the Highlander might be the devil the Kurgan's probably the devil oh, Kurgan's definitely he, he was de- maybe that was it maybe all the evil came out of Kurgan and went into Connor McCloud and maybe that's why the future is so fucked up in Highlander too. There, there's our there's our ignore every other sequel that came afterwards and just make it after the first one and he's evil now i that <laughs> a highlight oh a horror movie oh dude where he's 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 not satisfied with the prize so he just goes around cutting people's heads off <laughs> there there's my fucking heads mounted on a goddamn wall yes please please do that canon does not exist anymore so somebody else is gonna have to do it trauma highlander psycho oh now i'm mad that we didn't get that <laughs> Anybody wanna anybody wanna give me lots of money so I can so I can fucking make Highlander two the the subtitle and, of and some anybody sort? It, studios who are looking to uh, pay us to option that that pitch uh, are are welcome to contest contact us via our uh, whatever the fuck we have to contact us. Speaking of social media, what he is trying to say that you can follow us on everything at the shark pod. It has to be very official. Shark pod itself was already taken because somebody thinks they're fucking cool. 
but it's the shark pod everywhere. Nice. <laughs> and also, if you feel like giving some poor people some money, maybe you can go to Patreon, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it better this time. Patreon.com/slash Sharks Across Hollywood. Do you have anything else to add before we disappear? Before we get our spermy quickening, whatever the fuck, and explode some cars with with our weird evil orgasms. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what our closing line was that wasn't about that wasn't yours. We had we had two of them, I recall, and I can't remember what the first one was. Stay out of the water. That was it. It's better to burn out than to fade away. All that stuff. <laughs> oh fuck! How did I not? <laughs> you cued me up at everything. God damn it! Ugh. All right, we're out on that one. Stay so, jawsome. Stay jawsome, motherfuckers.